As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash mpn to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash mpn. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome to Collective Cafe To Go. This is the podcast version of the Collective Cafe. Now, the Collective Cafe happens every single weekday, Monday through Friday, from 8 to 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time in Alpha Collective's Discord server, discord.gg forward slash Alpha Collective. It is free. It always will be free. There are no strings. There is no bait and switch. If you like to listen live and even participate, come onto stage, comment in our back chat, you can do that. Whether you're on the treadmill, getting the kids ready for school, getting yourself ready for work, commuting into the big bad city, or maybe just even commuting from your bedroom into your home office. On Monday, we manifest. On Tuesday, we talk thought leadership. On Wednesday, we have guests take the stage, almost like an open mic. On Thursday, we do live book reads and discussions. And then on Friday, it's No Agenda Friday, where there is no agenda. Start your day off on the right foot, on the front foot, with virtual coffee, with the Collective Cafe, where we mastermind, we manifest, we collaborate, we help one another at the business of Web3 or anything else that intersects, whether it's culture, collaboration, creativity, innovation, disruption. So give us a subscribe if you're listening on the podcast or come and attend one day. Remember, it is a safe, welcoming space and you will never, ever be put on the spot. This is the Collective Cafe to go. Yeah, I messed up. I messed up. Bunny XX and, and Buzz, Buzz, Pez. Uh, I forgot to do the poem. I forgot to do the poem, and I'm going to do the poem today, damn it. Um, so I'm a little behind. Welcome, everybody. As people file in, I need to get the poem done. And uh, I thought I would be able to squeeze it in, but I was unsuccessful. Um, so um, uh, I'm going to get it done. I'm going to get it done. Uh, let's just say, um, I don't know, if someone comes up to the stage today, maybe I'll do it. Praxim, I messed up, my friend. Um, I forgot to do the poet, but the secret word for the poet will still be Praxim. Uh, in fact, I tell you what I'm going to do. Um, I will get the um, I will get uh, two poets set up. Uh, one will be live at 9.15 today, so it's 8 a.m. now. 
So 9.15 for 15 minutes. And then the other one will be back to 7.45 to 8.15. So the code today will be Praxim. And the code for tomorrow is going to be BUNNYXX. Why not? B-U-N-N-Y-X-X will be uh, the secret word to get today's POEP tomorrow and yesterday's POEP today. Does that make sense? Uh, I hope so. So 9.15 to 9.30, you can use the code Praxim. And uh, tomorrow, 7.45 to 8.15 normal time. Although I will not be here, I'll be flying. Does that make sense to anyone at the moment? Because it does not make sense to me. Um, It is uh, Wellness Wednesday. And so I always want to start off today by um, just asking, how are you? How are you doing? How is your your mental health? How is your... um, How's life? Are you okay? Do you need a pick-me-up? Do you need a boost? Um, is there anything that I can do for you? Is there anything that we can do for each other? Um, you can put it in the back chat. You can reach out to me. Um, you know, one of the things that uh, David Berkowitz, who is uh, n- not not the evil one, but the other one, um, he, you know, going through the whole COVID period, he actually said that when people um, uh, hope all is well, he said hope all is well. Those are the four words that he hates the most in an email. Because it's such a throwaway term, like, you know, hey, Praxim, hope all is well. But w- what if it isn't? What if, w- what if things are awful? So, you know, he started now by saying, hope all is well. And if things aren't, please reach out to me or let me know if there's anything I can do for you or, or something else. I think we should always be mindful of being mindful. <laughs> we should always be mindful of throwaway lines throwaway words, throwaway phrases, pleasantries, when we realize that today life is hard, life is challenging, um, life is complicated, um, we are still going through very, very rough, uncertain times. You know, I, I learned about, um, did some, you know, masterminds in the past and, and, uh, and executive courses where I kind of helped MC and, and moderate uh, at Stanford University uh, and I first, uh, from the Institute to the F- uh, Institute of the Future, there was a couple of speakers, one speaker that came back every time, and he spoke about, he said, we're living in a VUCA world. We're living in a VUCA world, where VUCA stands for volatile, uncertain, complex, and ambiguous. And this is before COVID. This is before everything else. This is before the recession, before, you know, the volatile world of Web3 um, and so like making ends meet, now coping with AI and chat, uh, GPT, um, it's, you know, the only normal, the only, the new normal is, is VUCA. The only normal is VUCA. And, you know, you have to actually just really become comfortable with being uncomfortable. You have to be really comfortable with this idea that there are, you know, dodgeballs or curveballs or screwballs or knuckleballs. Um, and sometimes even fastballs right down the middle, and um, and you just got to be better at 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 anticipating, um, and sometimes just reacting, realizing like, yeah, I didn't see that one coming. Well, what am I going to do about it now? It doesn't matter what happens to you; it matters what you do next, how you react, and how you move forward. And the beautiful thing about community is that people are there for you. People genuinely want to help. There are people that really actually get a kick out of helping others. You know, even like 
you know, even, and I say this in like a, in a weird perverted sort of way, they just, they really get off on it. And that's fine. That's good. You know, and there are people that are kind out there. And of course, we have to associate ourselves if we can with good people and the light. Um, but sometimes we don't have a choice. Sometimes we do have a bad boss. Sometimes we are, you know, in bed with people that, that don't bring out the best in us, you know, and, and, and we can't always get it right. We also can't be altruistic and self-righteous and, you know, we, we're, we're not saints. We are sinners, you know. Um, and so, like, we got to kind of keep it real, you know, when we, when we talk to ourselves at night, when we look at ourselves in the mirror and, uh, and when we're talking to people. And, and that's why I really think that um, community is powerful. But, but community by itself is just a bunch of people sitting in a room or a bunch of people in an audience or a bunch of people with an NFT. You've got to activate it. You know, when I wrote Flip the Funnel, IDEA stood for acknowledgement, which is thank you, dialogue, which is real conversation. Uh, the I is incentivization, which is recognize and reward. I mean, yeah, we could be rewarding with a poem, but also recognition, recognition um, and, and elevation and status and validation. There's so many things. And then the A stands for activation. Activation. How do you activate? How do you bring it to life? You know, if you don't ask hope all is well, you certainly are going to get no answer, but we can do better than that, yes. But also, you know, just the ability to say, how are you? How are you? Are you okay? Are you good? You know, are you, um, you know, is everything is everything okay, but really okay, because we still, you know, whilst we live in a VUCA world, we still live in a world that's just filled with bravado. Oh, things have never been better. Life is amazing. I'm crushing it at the moment. Like, really? Uh, great. I mean, you know, even that response is a weird response. It's a weird response because when somebody says, how are you doing? And your response is never better. I'm absolutely crushing it at the moment. How does that land? You know, how does that impact on on the person? You know, I mean, so like, I, I kind of think about that a lot sometimes. I, I think about, I think about like, like the opposite is the trauma dump, right? How are you? Uh, things are awful. Things have never been worse. Uh, I hate my life. You know, I hate. You know, I. It's like that. I hate my life. I hate my wife. You know, like I hate. Yeah, I hate my boss. Like, well, you know, I did. I ask you. Did I ask you to kind of, uh, like. You know, I was just trying to be, uh, I was just making conversation. So I do think that there are opportunities for us to really think about um, what, what we say and when we say it and how we say it and to whom we say it. And, and you know, as they say, you've got to read the room. You've got to read the room. So you've got to know when someone's asking you, you know, it's, it's funny because, you know, in South Africa, we say, we say, how's it? Uh, you know, like, how are you? Like, what's up? You know, how's it going? But in South Africa, the response is, I'm fine, and how are you? In America, it's just, hey, what's up? How are you doing? You know, we aren't actually asking how they are. We're just saying, yo, what's up? Hey, hello, right? In South Africa, and my brother and I, we have this joke. We go, uh, hi, how's it? Fine and you? Fine and you? Fine and you, and we just go backwards and forwards for like a few minutes. Fine and you, fine and you, fine and you. It's like a kind of a dumb and dumber type of moment. So, you know, 
those are just some of the thoughts that I had. You know, when when we talk about Wellness Wednesday, even you know, even if we move off topic, um, and we may or may not even today, um, we should always ask the question on Wellness Wednesday. Quite frankly, we should ask the question all the time: How's everybody doing? Are you okay? Um, are you really okay? Is there anything I can do? Like, there should be a few little prompts as well, as opposed to um, like, everyone okay? All right, let's move on. Uh, but actually, no, 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 no. Um, we've moved on to the next topic. Um, but Bez, you're here. You're on stage, which means you have something to say, which is awesome. Um, you know, because uh, I, I think this is your way of saying, Joe, I'm getting tired of just hearing your voice all the time. So, uh, what say you, my friend? Oh man, um, I. Good morning, good morning. Um, I, <laughs> uh, the bunny XX. I had in, uh, invited her. She is a, um, and I guess maybe she dropped off or something. But she's a Web three attorney, and uh, she's out of uh, Miami, and um, really sharp uh, person. She's all in on Web three, and uh, so no, I've been talking to her, and I invited her because she's um, you know she's 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 got some something she's sharing with folks, but um. I don't know where she is. She just dropped off. <laughs> well, 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 message her and tell Let's her to come see. back and tell her to join us. And we would love, love, love to hear from her. Um, yeah, yeah, that would be that. You know that that, that would be amazing. And um, um, and yeah, I mean, uh, I I was I, I did notice someone in the audience, and uh, you know, it's 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 a it's a funny thing because like you want to like acknowledge, but you also don't want to intimidate. And I think that kind of like, I'm not sure if I know the right way to do it. Um, but there's like, there's kind of like a nice way to do it, I suppose. Um, and maybe the way always to do it is just, is just to caveat it by saying, hey, listen, I'm just shouting out to you, but don't worry, you're not being put on the spot. Um, or something like that, I guess. Um, but yeah, if Bunny comes back, Bunny XX, maybe Bunny, I don't know if you were here, but I said like tomorrow's poem's going to be Bunny XX. And they're like, whoa, whoa, whoa wait, wait a second. <laughs> like I've just got here. Maybe that. Maybe I. Maybe I scared the bunny. No, no, she's she's not scarable. Maybe something came up, you know, and she had to take care of it. But no, she's um, you know, she's a pro. So don't even worry about. I like it. that. Not not uh, not scarable. Um, uh, what what does it take to make someone scarable? I don't know. Easily man. scared. Yeah, that's a that's a good one. So, uh, really quick. Um, uh, so tomorrow, I'll finish out the um, you know uh, the the book. Is that correct? Is that what you want me to do? Yeah, why not? I mean, we're already okay. we're ready in February, and um, and and maybe just you know you know maybe just a few um, uh, a few discussion topics as well. I mean, I think we're at the point right. now where. Um, I, I think we're at the point where we've, we've gotten so much out of this. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's become, I think, the perfect model, um, the perfect model for how I would want to do this, thanks to you. You know, it's, it's something that works beautifully because, you know, we, we, I had Sid on the show and Sid came into the Discord and we're, we're thinking about use cases and we're thinking about, you know, the, all these applications. And, you know, you had said how I was acting like a super boss and, you know, we should think about how we internalize as well, 
You know, how, how are we internalizing? How can each one of us be a super boss? What does it mean right. to be a super parent? We discussed like all these beautiful offshoots, like super employees. Um, I, I would hope, really hope, um, that he um, that that he learned something, like that that he got. Wow, like I've never been asked that question before. What a great build! Like almost like it was a little mini mastermind that we had. We weren't just reading a book, but we were like internalizing the book. We were we were really kind of uh, embracing the book. And I just, I think that was phenomenal. So, you know, mission accomplished. And, um, you know, and I think we should keep doing it this way. I love the idea of ha- actually having the author connected to the book, you know, like involved in this ecosystem. I agree. I agree. So um, I think um, just personally is, is fulfilling. So, um, yeah, so, so my- for me, yeah, it was, it was very, no, it, it was, no, thanks for the space. I really do appreciate it. Well, so my, my wellness Wednesday began, um, I was on the Peloton this morning, uh, 5 to 6 a.m., um, which, which I don't think I've actually exercised that early, um, and it was actually quite. It was actually quite great. It was a very very hard class. It was a power zone as opposed to a power zone endurance, and um, my pulse kind of was flirting in the one eighties, like one eighty one eighty one, which is which it shouldn't really be at, especially with someone who's had heart surgery. But I mean, I haven't been told not to not to, you know, get it there. But it was almost just at my limit. Um, and I felt so good. It burnt about 750 calories, um, got all those like endorphins flowing. And, um, and of course, I'm flying tonight. So, you know, I, I love to always be extra tired when I get on the plane. Um, and it's just a good way to start the day. Um, Bez, I want, to, I want to jump to a different topic. If you're happy and, and, uh, and Sharon and Praxim, and uh, and Christopher, hello to all of you. Um, I should have that. Uh, I'm multitasking in the background, but I think that I could probably have um, that code set up uh, even while we're speaking. But you know, I wanted to actually talk a little bit about coins. And you know, my mom was a coin dealer. She took over the business when my dad passed away. Um, you know, very suddenly, very tragically, in 1975. And she built a hell of a business. It's coins and medals, um, specializing in South African, you know, so everything from like the Kruger Rand to, you know, the what was known as the Boer War, when basically the the Afrikaners took on the, the Brits, the English, and beat them, just kind of similar to what happened here in the U.S. Uh, when, when the British were defeated. Um, and... Um, you know, now I'm thinking about her legacy um, and what is her legacy? You know, is her legacy uh, a necessary ending, right? Is it, is it um, closing down the shop, right? Is it um, finding someone to buy the shop and keep the shop going, keep the name going? Is, is the legacy the name? Um, Sharon, I know you're going to have some, some thoughts on this as well because when we think about the story, Right? Is the story done? Is it end? Is it at the end? Is it is it time to wrap it up and you know and and write the epilogue, write the eulogy? 
um, for for the shop, for the journey? Uh, or is there a sequel? Um, is there a continuation? What is that conti- continuation? Is it in the name? What's in the name? You know, City Coins is the name of the coin shop. If it if if it became you know uh, I don't know you know town coins or city medals, um, would 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 legacy be there? You know, how do you how do you how do you implement legacy? How do you how do you live legacy? Like, what is it? Is it the name? Is it the physical location? Is it um, you know? Uh, is it um, branding? Um, or, you know, what about even just thinking about the business, the future of the numismatist, right? A philatelist is a stamp collector. A philanthropist uh, is um, someone who gives money to charity. A flatulist, I think, is somebody who has a lot of gas. Uh, but a numismatist is a coin dealer, coins and, and medals. And then I thought to myself, well, well, what is, forget about the future of city coins, What's the future of the coin business? What's the future of the numismatist? Is it a dying breed? Is it a dying profession? Is it a dying practice, a dying industry? Because coins are by like coins and medals. Who really gives a medal these days? You know, where were medals typically given? They were typically given in war times. Um, you know, Certainly, there are there's unrest, and you know there's a war in Ukraine at the moment. But do people care about medals anymore? Do people care about coins anymore? We've we've moved to to cashless. Forget about coins are the kind of you know poor you know the 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 bastard stepchild of I hope I'm not you know uh, saying anything politically incorrect or triggering, but like the the phrase like you know the 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 bastard stepchild of notes and notes is the bastard step, step, stepchild of, of plastic and, and so on and so forth. Um, and I really, really started thinking about not only what is the future, but hello, surprise, surprise, is there a role for Web3? What role could Web3 play? Because if we're talking about collections, right, this is the collective cafe and we talk about NFT collections, well, my mother was a coin dealer. She was a coin collector. She bought and sold collections. She had a an annual sale, an auction where she, you know, where various lots and items were up for sale. So suddenly I was like, well, wait a second, you know, kind of exhibit A, collection, collection. Okay, that sounds fairly familiar. Um, what about what about you know, exhibit B, currency, right? Because what was a coin? What is a coin? Um, coins to notes. Well, actually, let's go step back, you know, cows, right? Barter to gold, you know, to coins, to notes, to plastic, to digital, right? When we think about Venmo or PayPal to crypto. Why couldn't, why shouldn't, a numismatist be in the crypto business if if we're talking about currency or tokens. Is a coin not a token, right? You have fungible and non-fungible coins. I mean, a quarter is a quarter, a nickel is a nickel, a dime is a dime. 
quite frankly, a silver dollar is a silver dollar, but then there are, you know, rare coins that, you know, only several were minted, commemorative coins, um, and and maybe just very old coins that, you know, just by virtue of the fact supply is uh, is is very limited or scarce, and therefore, you know, there is a certain rarity and a certain preciousness associated with it. Um, so, like, I don't think it's a huge leap, not as big a leap as I thought maybe initially. Now, what does it mean? Well, you know, I would love to hear from you. I would love to hear, I mean, there, there are two paths we can take it. One is we can talk about legacy and, and, and what is legacy. You know, is, leg- is legacy uh, closing the book and making sure that the that and making sure that the book is not open ended that there is a there is a satisfying ending even if the ending is open ended right but a satisfying one right in many stories um, the ending is just it leaves you guessing it 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 keeps it open it can be frustrating but it's still an ending it just may not be a satisfying ending so we could talk about legacy. Or we could even just talk a little bit about the coin business um, and the collection business. And and by the way, it's not, I mean, if you were thinking it, it's not just about, you know, coins are out, crypto is in, no, 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 no. Or coins are out, NFTs are in, or coins are out, POAPs are in. It's also about where we've seen the industry playing, different industries playing for a long time, which is this idea of a uh, an accompanying NFT, a certificate of authenticity, a, a certificate of approval, uh, an accompanying NFT. We're seeing it with cars. We're seeing it with with, pre- with certain precious items. Um, what better than a certificate of authenticity than an NFT that is attached to a physical item that says this is the real deal? I mean, I don't know about you, but I've bought... Um, Maybe I'm just not very disciplined, but throughout my life, I've bought like, you know, I, I've got a signed Pele shirt. Um, but I don't, you know, like if someone says, how do I know it's real and you didn't just write Pele on there? I'm like, I don't know. I guess I got a certificate once, but I don't know where I put it. I don't know where I put the piece of paper. Maybe I lost it, but I guarantee you it's real. Um, sure, I'm, I'm sure you do, but that doesn't mean it is. You need that certificate. Um, but come on, paper. Why do we need paper? We, uh, I mean, where's the business going with your degree? Your, you know, you get a your, your PhD, your master's, your undergrad honors degree, your, you know, um, I mean, wh- wh- why does it need to be locked in a vault? Why does it need to be a piece of paper? Why is it not an NFT? I mean, it's rhetorical. Of course it is and should be and will be. So, you know, you almost have this Venn diagram. You have the coin itself, you have the NFT itself, and then you have these interesting intersections. You know, could there actually be an NFT collection that is just purely virtual with respect to coins? Um, why not? You know, I, I'm, I'm just so... Intri- you know, uh, Harry Kane, the, uh, um, the striker for Tottenham Hotspur, you know, my my favorite team, he just broke Jimmy Greaves' record. He just broke Jimmy Greaves' record. Jimmy Greaves was Tottenham Hotspur's all-time leading goal scorer. 
He just broke it. I think it's 267 goals. Um, and I got an email from Tottenham Hotspur basically saying, um, you know, shop now, shop commemorative. They're like some, you know, T-shirts and, and plaques. Um, and, uh, and there's one plaque in, in particular. It's, uh, you know, it's framed. It's about $78. And then there's one that's like $350, and it's a limited edition one. Like there's a gold plaque and there's only one of 500 and that's like $350. And I was like, what a missed opportunity here. Because, first, well, first of all, to make it really valuable, why is Harry Kane not signing those? I mean, if you want to make it limited edition, don't just like say it's one of 500 because there's a plaque. Like what makes it authentic? What makes it limited other than you just telling me it's limited? You know, why not actually have him sit down and sign uh, 500 of them? You know, you can do 10 a day. Um, or 15 a day, and uh, and the proceeds of that, I think, go to some charity. It makes sense. But where was the NFT? Why not just be able to say, we've minted a 1,000 of these NFTs. Only a 1,000 will ever be made. Um, and uh, so that's another example, right? When we think about commemoration, um, welcome, uh, Jersey King. Just to tell everyone, just a quick little uh, break, that we will, uh, the poet from yesterday, I just... Um, I just forgot, um, and so um, I uh, have to basically um, I have to basically just go and 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 create uh, and create um, a new poem for you. So sorry about that, um, but uh, but I will um, you know I will uh, get it right for you, um, and that's going to be uh, nine fifteen to nine thirty. Um, all things uh, all things being equal. Um, I will have this thing done for you, my friends. Um, so thank you for your patience. Um, but uh, as we were saying, uh, let's let's get on with the show, right? We're talking about specifically um, this idea of, um, you know, thinking about how um, the coin business can live in the future. And... As I said, strategically, like I feel very comfortable with this conversation. I feel very comfortable, you know, being able to say, wait a second, we're talking currency, we're talking collections, we're talking scarcity. Um, it, it just sounds like this doesn't, this sounds like a natural extension. So why wouldn't we explore what that looks like? What does city coins look like in the metaverse? You know, and I'm not actually like, like, why not? Why not actually, you know, have the store in the metaverse where you walk in? Why wouldn't you? But specifically, that's not what I'm, you know, I'm not necessarily talking about avatars and virtual worlds. What I am talking about is the ability to actually use the principles and the practices of the numismatist, being able to value and and evaluate and buy and sell collections. Hell, I mean, I've got 350 NFTs in my collection. I am a collector of NFTs. What is an, here's a thought, what is an NFT collector called? You know, if you've got philatelists and numismatists and et cetera, is, are they called, I don't know, fungibilitists or, you know, NFTs? NFTabists, I don't know, it sounds a bit weird. Um, hey, what's someone who collects domains, Brucey? 
what's someone who collects uh, domains called? A, dom- uh, a botanist, a, dom- a diminutist? Um, I don't know. Uh, Praxim says, would that then be a digital numismatist or a, or a you know, maybe, or a virtual uh, numismatist? I feel like we could do better than digital. Um, uh, Sharon says, my first summer job in high school was working for a family friend who was a numismatist. There you go. You know, it seems like, by the way, like one of those words that you would see in who wants to be a millionaire that you might call a friend uh, and, uh, you know, um, they would make it really hard. They would be like your choices would be coins, stamps, um, antiques, and you'd be like, I have no idea, 50-50, call a friend. Um, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't ask the audience. I don't think the audience would get it right. Um, so, um, yeah, I mean, I mean, the idea of like if someone were to look at my wallet and help me organize my wallet and you know how many times people would come into my mom's shop and they would just like throw all these coins on this like board um you know and sometimes they were like you know people that were down on their luck or you know sometimes even like homeless people might come in and they just have all these coins that they found or picked up or or you know often and they were just you know and my mom would like sift through them and uh and be able to say like you know these are like unfortunately worthless or these are just worth, you know, the number on them, right? Like a quarter would be worth 25 cents or, you know, um, a rand in South Africa would be worth one rand. And then in some cases, maybe she'd be able to say, look, I, you know, I can give you, you know, 10 rand for this or 50 rand for this or 200 rand for this. Um, But it was always like kind of, um, I guess, you know, people always hoping to hit the jackpot, People were always hoping to come in and and strike it big, you know, strike it lucky um, with respect to you know to the one rare coin. Um, it's it's like a dream. I think we all I think we all have that. I think we all have this this idea that says you know it, it's like buying the piece of antique art at um, you know at a. At a, I don't know, like a rummage sale or a yard sale, or you're or you're driving through the country and then it's peeling a little bit at the top, and you like peel it, and you're like, wait a second, it's a Picasso, <laughs> you know, um, it's a Van Gogh. I just hit the proverbial jackpot. So we always hope that we have the, re- you know, this was the dopamine. This was why and how the NFT business grew initially. Um, that we we would hope it was like spinning the wheel. It was like lotto. You know, it was the fact, did we get the rare one? Did we get number one, number two? You know, immediately, can we sell this for 10x or 100x? How is coin collecting any different from NFT collecting? How is NFT collecting any different from coin collecting? You know, the, the what used to happen and what still does happen is often someone passes away and they have this coin collection and you've got like the the child or the grandchild or the great-grandchild going, what the hell is this? Like, you know, like, I don't even know what to do with this. And so they would contact my mom and, and, uh, and, and you know, and hope maybe that they won the lottery. Well, you know, I, I wonder what's in my NFT collection right now. I wonder which ones, which ones are rare and I didn't know it, uh, if there's any value associated with it. You know, I think about um, my hidden collection you know, when people do airdrops, they automatically go into hidden. I don't know how many of them are worth anything. Like, you know, I, I use this a lot these days. Jerry Seinfeld, is this anything? 
um, you know, can I sell it for $10, which is $10 more than, than I bought it for, especially if it was airdropped? Um, is it a virus? Hopefully not. Um, and, and so like, um, I mean, collecting NFTs and NFT collections, why are they not the same as or similar to or connected to or related to coin collecting? Again, rhetorical. Here's, here's, you know, here's another thought. Um, when we start to kind of like make these, um, these inferences um, and these uh, collections, being able to assign value, being able to actually produce um, something that is, you know, to Praxim's point, right? If you are a digital numismatist or a virtual numismatist or a crypto, I feel like we need a word, a blockchain, like the word digital feels a bit too old, you know, it doesn't feel new enough, doesn't feel specific enough. But if you think about it, you know, fungible and non-fungible coins, right? Fungible and non-fungible tokens, because an NFT is a non-fungible token, but a fungible token is, you know, the Elevate coin, the Jaffe coin. Um, and so you have coins, coins are value or expressions, tokens, you know, physical or otherwise of value that can be used for barter, for exchange, for redemption, for transactions, for payment. But then you've got the POEP, and the POEP essentially is a medal. So, I mean, think about it. It's kind of beautiful, this whole, this whole process, right? The, the token is the coin. It is a coin. And the POEP, well, the POEP is a medal, you're getting it as a badge. You're getting it as a badge of recognition. Um, um, and so is an NFT. So like if you actually, again, Venn it, Venn diagram it, you've got the POEP, you've got the NFT, and then you've got the coin. Um, and, and one is most fungible and one is most non-fungible. And when you put them all together, you actually have expressions of value. So, you know, going, um, you know, I, I'm curious as to, you know, I, I know some of your businesses, um, you know, uh, Bez and Christopher, when you think about talent and HR, you know, um, you know, uh, um, Jersey King thinking about domains, Billy thinking about events and experiences, the, the idea of a, you know, Jaffe was here etched on a tree, the, the, the ticket stub, the POAP, the proof of attendance, especially, you know, when it's something that is scarce, I mean, that is just collections 101. So going back to the Harry Kane example for a moment, what about the people that were at the game, that were actually at the game, that saw goal number 267? That is a subset, a very unique, special subset. I saw it with my own two eyes, and I was there, and I have a badge. What are these people doing? I mean, they took photos, right? They probably, uh, they don't have a ticket stub. No one has a ticket stub anymore. It's maybe something sitting in your Apple wallet. But, you know, Tottenham Hotspur is a, uh, Tottenham Hotspur is a cashless, is a cashless um, environment. So there's no receipts. There's not much changing hands. It just seemed so prime, so it seems so prime that you would have had uh, a POAP for the people that were there which adds more value to actually being there in the first place. Now there's value in the in attendance. There is value in being able to say, listen, I paid 2,000 pounds for my season ticket and uh, you know, I'm just happy I was there. But 
what will I tell my grandchildren? I was there at the game. Great. Where's the proof? Not that the grandchildren are asking for proof. But isn't that something you want to hand to your grandchildren? Isn't it something that you want to be able to say, I leave to you in my will a POAP, indicating that I was at the game, right? So I almost see a role for Web3 numismatists, or, a, or, or even let's not use the word numismatist, but Web3 collectors or, co- or, or people that specialize in collecting dealers, right? And, and that may or may not be the evolving role of the numismatist. Um, the numismatist has lived very, very nicely in a physical world, but the world is changing. And if you actually look and say, we're not, we're not like basically saying the numismatist now collects, um, I don't know, uh, you know, ticket stubs from a movie, right? That's, you know, the, the collection common thread or red thread will only get you so far. This is about tokens. This is about medals. This is about coins, fungible or otherwise. So I've been actually like, you know, um, giving it some thought and actually realizing, wait a second, you know, my, my, only, my only regret is I just wish I'd had this conversation with my mom while she was alive. She probably would have told me to like, you know, maybe I shouldn't have had the conversation with her while she was alive. She probably would have either looked at me like I was from Mars or told me what a, like, I'm not saying she would have told me it was a bad idea, but she would have been like, listen, you know, do me a favor. You just, you focus on, uh, you know, on your alpha collective, you focus on your speaking and your writing. Like, you know, you do you, boo. And, uh, and, and, <laughs> and I'll do me. Um, but who knows? Who knows? Um, and uh, I just feel it would be, even having this conversation in the Collective Cafe uh, fills me with so much warmth and joy um, because, because it allows me to like, actually think about her legacy. Um, and, and I think sometimes, you know, going back to the, to the first question, you know, what, what, is, what is legacy? Uh, you know, sometimes legacy is just the ability to talk about it, you know, and talk about it in a positive way. You know, for, for me, I, look, I, I was away um, for like two weeks, not two weeks, a week, 10 days, whatever, for, no, about 10 days for the funeral. Um, and I was like off the grid. And, you know, did anyone notice I was gone? Um, did anyone miss me? Um, you know, if, if I was wiped off the face of the earth and I mean, I think about the terrible, terrible, terrible thing that's a disaster that's happened in Syria and, and Turkey at the moment. But if it's your day to go, if you're wiped off the face of the earth, what are you leaving behind? Will people even miss you when you're gone? Will they talk about you? Um, is that even important? I don't know. Maybe it is, you know, it's Wellness Wednesday. Uh, is that important to all of you here today? Um, is it important to people that are listening right now? Um, or is it just, you know, is it a just a, is it a nice to have or is it a have to have? Uh, personally for me, uh, it's closer to, to a have to have. It's the ability to know that my time on this earth um, was worth something, that, that I made a difference that I left my mark. Um, and certainly, you know, when I think about 
my mom, I think about what's the best way that I can keep her memory and her spirit and her legacy alive. And that's to talk about it, you know, and to actually talk about how maybe how much of a visionary she was without necessarily even realizing it um, by creating um, a platform um, and a proving ground, a sandbox, if you will, for, for discussion, for this discussion today. And, uh, and so like in a way, like this is a bit of a release, but, but also I think it's actually a very, very cool topic. I think it's a cool topic. And I think the question comes down to all of your businesses, right? Which is, which is how, how does that business get affected? How does that business get impacted, influenced in a Web3 world? But also the collection aspect, because that's kind of what we're talking about today. The ability to collect. That is as old as time. I mean, we've been collecting things since the beginning of time. We love collecting. We are collectors at the end of the day. And collectors of coins are numismatists. And so therefore, collectors of crypto coins are numismatists. I don't know why. In fact, I absolutely don't know why the coin has to be physical. This is all part of the way that I typically would run a session strategically, like a strategic planning session. Um, and it actually just began with the question of what is the future of coins? What is the future of the numismatist? You can apply the same thinking to your life, to your profession. Um, and, and in a way, like it's a, it, it is a rhetorical question. Because what is the future of? I mean, the answer isn't going to be there is no future. That seems rather bleak. Um, but the question is, what does the future look like? As long as you're talking about the future, there is a future. As long as you're doing something about it, there is a future. And that is legacy. Legacy isn't past. Legacy is present and future. Legacy is very, very much dynamic. But legacy is a product of the people that are actually incentivized, motivated, empowered to continue it. And, you know, what's so interesting, you know, going back to my mom is she never, the ironies of the three kids, myself, my brother, and my sister, um, I was the least interested in coins. Now I'm the most interested. But I still don't actually like care about the coins, <laughs> which is weird. Um, I, I used to go into a shop and um, I used to just, like all I cared about, like I would do what like probably most like little boys would do is I would just say to her, what's the rarest coin? What's the most expensive coin? That's what I wanted to know. What's the oldest coin? Like I was kind of interested in the Ripley's side of the business. Um, and, then, and then I would be like, you know, she'd show me the, the FIFA coins and the soccer coins and any kind of special edition that wasn't really very valuable but was connected to my passion, which was soccer, football. Um, and most of the time I would just sit in the store in a shop and I would like press the buzzer to let people in and look at them on the security camera and I would like 
make comics and, you know, I just, you know, just enjoyed making crossword puzzles and whirly words and spot the difference. And during my school break, and I would just make these like little uh, booklets, these little activity booklets. Um, but now I'm really, really intrigued. Um, and in the most ironic way, you know, suddenly our two worlds are colliding. The other point that I wanted to make is she, you know, she never forced this on us. She never said, I want someone to take over from me. Who's going to, who's the heir to the throne, right? Um, it was never that. And I think actually, you know, from a, from a parenting standpoint, um, you know, you often hear, you often hear um, uh, actors saying the last thing they want is for their child, you know, to go into the business. You know, it's like, it's like, <laughs> I don't want my kids to go into advertising or whatever the case may be. So it, it's, it's funny how we, we generally dissuade, um, you know, un, unless of course it's like, I don't know, Waystar, Royco, or it's like, you know, Succession, or it's like, you know, the Bushes, you know, Anheuser-Busch, the first, second, third, fourth, whatever, until they were like usurped and cooed, uh, hostile takeover by Imbev. Um, so it's, um, I think the fact that she opened up that door or, or just never opened it up, I should say maybe, just like left it alone, is now what's kind of got me just a little bit more intrigued um, in terms of where it can lead. Um, and even just, as I said, to have that conversation um, is interesting. Um, what becomes of the shop, but what becomes of coins as well? Um, maybe I do nothing associated with coins, um, but maybe w it's the collection part that is just such a no-brainer for us because we're all in that business right now. I mean, Alpha Collective, uh, Alpha Collective is, um, you know, is a, uh, a collection. You know, it's a collection of NFTs. Uh, for the most part, they're all the same. They are somewhat fungible, except for the 100 first customer ones. So there are some differences, right? There's the entry-level ones. But for the most part, you know, the PFP is, um, you know, um, is the PFP, right? It's a membership pass. Most passes um, are created uh, equal, equal or equally. Um, and so um, I think it's going to be very, very interesting um, to see where this heads. And and I actually think that I have more of an incentive myself now um, to actually be part of that conversation, just like we've done today, um, where we've had the conversation. Sometimes you just got to have the right conversation. Um, so uh, Bez says, uh, your mom's legacy lives through you and your kids and family. Keep on talking about and sharing those stories. Uh, thank you, my friend. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I really, I, I really like this conversation. I like the idea. Uh, once a week, or once every other week, or um, uh, or once a month, for us to talk about what is the future of what is the is there um, is there a Web three solution? And the answer is um, there may not be, and that's okay. You know, that's okay to be able to say. You know, I, I I don't, you know, to a hammer, everything's a nail. Um, and I don't think that 
that always Web3 should be the answer. Sometimes it won't be, just like Metaverse. Um, But I do think that it's really important for us to ask the question. Let us ask the question. Let us at least explore what the answer might look like. Even if the answer is there isn't an answer or the answer is a negative, is negative, as in not affirmative. I don't mean negative as in bad, but negative as in there isn't really a there there. You know, so, and who knows? Like, it it could be, what becomes of it? Well, and what becomes of City Coins? Uh, Nothing, maybe. Maybe City Coins does um, move into the hands of someone who all they want to do is is actually keep my mom's you know brand alive the name city coins the focus of city coins no virtual no crypto no blockchain no nft no metaverse no digital just keep the business you know analog i mean listen for my mom it was a monstrous innovation to uh you know have a website so you know to actually have a website where you could like you know, look at the coins online and and her postal auction, postal auction, I guess, moved to a point where that also was online. There was still a physical copy of, you know, the auction, but, you know, you could bid and you could, you know, used to be filling out forms and sending those forms in the mail. So she witnessed and lived through um, a degree of innovation, no doubt, moving digital, but there was never really a social component. There was never really a mobile component. Um, And there certainly has not been a virtual or a Web3 component because the industry, by and large, is not filled with young people. I mean, I say young at 52, but it's not filled with with innovators or disruptors or or mavericks or upstarts. Um, It is legacy, right? It's incumbency. Um, but that doesn't mean now is not the right time to actually start to ask the questions and think about what that next step looks like. So I, I want to kind of you know leave you with a few thoughts, which is um, today, as I said, we discussed legacy and what is your legacy. And, and if today was your last day, this is a common theme. Um, not, you know, we've often said, did today count? Did you make the most of today? We're not having that conversation today. What I'm saying is, is you know, it's a tough question to ask, but will you be missed? Will you be missed? Um, I'd like to, st- I, I, I will answer that and say, you know, the day when I don't see, you know, and we're not talking about, you know, like demise, we're just talking about being absent, right? The day that I don't see Bez in the audience, you know, and Praxim and Christopher and Jersey King, you know, and 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 story powered. The day that I don't see you is is a day when when you know is a sad day. Is a day when I when I wonder I wonder where they are today. I wonder what happened. Are they okay? You know, uh, and maybe one day is not. You don't think about that in a day, but after a week or three days, you typically send a message. Hey, everything okay? I haven't seen you around for a while. Those are the kinds of um, connections that that are, you know, maybe legacy with a small L that just shows you that presence, just your presence, just showing up is part of, you are part of the tapestry, you're part of the story, you're part of the DNA, whether you sit in the audience or whether you sit on stage or stand on stage, it doesn't make a difference. And, um, 
you know, and so we move on from the question of will you be missed? Um, well, I'm telling you that you are all missed when you're around. I will be, you know, away from um, from tomorrow, certainly not in at all tomorrow because I'm flying, uh, but we'll be back. I will be back in my office on the 21st of February. And, um, you know, and, and I have the ability now to, um, you know, to, to pop in and pop out and do my thing and, you know, um, and, and, and hope that the legacy of Collective Cafe, which we've proven already, continues because people show up. People say, this is part of my routine from 8 to 9 a.m. Monday through Friday. Um, and it actually isn't about me and it isn't about you, right? It isn't about myself and it isn't about Joseph or, or, or anyone in particular. It's about we, you know, it's about the fact that this is how I choose and we choose to start our day. Um, always, as I say in the intro, on the front foot, on the right foot, um, with positivity, um, but also, you know, with justice. And, uh, you know, uh, just remember the, the uh, POAP, uh, as long as it gets approved, because um, I tried it earlier and for some reason it wasn't. You know why, Praxin? Because I used your logo. Uh, I took a little screenshot. I was going to surprise you and make your logo, your owl, the the actual POAP. But I think maybe it got like uh, it got like nixed because it it was a screenshot uh, on Discord. Uh, and so maybe they're like, wait a second, did he get permission for that? Um, so we'll see. As long as that's approved. Uh, Praxim will be your code from 9.15 to 9.30 a.m. And then tomorrow from 7.45 to 8.15, Bunny XX. Bez, tell Bunny XX that she is the POAP for tomorrow, assuming that that works out well. Um, and uh, just, you know, keep the streak going. Uh, keep the conversation going. Please tell Bunny XX as well to come back anytime and come onto the stage and, and just we'll have a conversation, find out a little bit. I'm, I'm very, very intrigued by the legal side of the business, the intersection between, you know, and for legal and Web3. You know, in particular, um, there are going to be so many interesting, whether it's lawsuits or or claims or copyright infringement, um, you know, and and I think there's a huge, huge opportunity, just like you had IP lawyers you know, and, and trademark lawyers and, you know, and, um, you know, even and reputation lawyers, just lawyers kind of dealing now with the intangibles. Uh, we need more. We need more intelligent mm. conversations. Um, Bez, to you. Yeah, I, I will let her know. So is it all lowercase, the POAP Bunny XX? From what I recall, it was... And it, it, what time is that POAP good for? From what time? So Bunny XX, let's do it like that. Capital B-U-N-N-Y-X-X. Uh, and, and, and so Bunny XX will be 7, I'm putting it in 7.45 to 8.15 on 2.9.2.3. Uh, and then mm-hmm. uh, Praxim uh, should be our code for hopefully – Nine fifteen to nine thirty. Uh, that will be a okay. little fifteen minute, and that will be today. Two okay. eight, two three. So hopefully both of those work. Um, <laughs> and for some reason, it, it 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 got a negative review, and I'm still not sure. Uh, it's oh, you know what it says. Uh, here are some of the uh, reasons. Uh, repeat artwork. You 
You may have reused artwork, which I don't think I did. Other duplication, um, maybe just because I'd taken a screenshot of of the logo. Uh, lack of clarity and then general philosophical misalignment. Um, so hopefully everything moves forward. Listen, it's 8.57. I will uh, be enjoying... Uh, tuning in and you know when I'm around I'll run the sessions but at the same time uh, please use this opportunity to come into to the collective cafe and uh, and and join the stage and and take the opportunity you know today uh, Christopher Prax and Bruce you know just use it as a proving ground use it as an opportunity to cut your teeth to become more comfortable uh, with these sessions remember that you know, the number of people that are in the room uh, are not an indication of the content, the quality, the conversation. The number of people listening, same thing. Also, you don't know who's listening at any point in time. So we have two different, you know, horses in the race, which is great. There's the long tail. You know, I love what we're building here. I love the fact that you have a live session and that is, you know, intimate and connected some people on stage some people in the chat um, some people just listening and then you have now an a an on demand a long tail that actually lives on and continues to live on and extend the conversation so we kind of get the best of both worlds and it's a just a very basic best practice when it comes to content which is every time you create content think about the long tail. Think about the longevity, but also think about the ability to slice and dice and break that content up into small bites and nuggets. Um, it is, and I used this analogy yesterday, it is like going out uh, fishing and you come back with a giant tuna or a dorado or a, you know, mahi-mahi and you know the next thing you know, somebody takes it, they, they obviously have to gut it you know, and uh, and take out all the innards. Um, but the next thing they arrive with platters of sushi and platters of, and, and that night you're barbecuing with fresh fish. And, and what you realize is that giant tuna, that Dorado, is one hour in the Collective Cafe, is one hour of Joseph Jaffe's Not Famous. But now you've got text and you've got quotes and you've got, you know, images and you've got slides and you've got transcripts and you've got audio and you've got video and you've got clips um, and you've got articles that are written on it and you've got blog posts. Um, truly, all you really need to do is create one piece of content a week and, you know, determine, you know, when it's time to create a new piece of content, when you when you literally have no more use for that original piece of content because it's been you know versioned and 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 you know you've you've literally maximized its value so uh it is 9am i'm going to go and make sure and work on that poet for you get this podcast up um have an amazing amazing day and uh more importantly um, keep our streak going. Um, show up and, uh, and, and get comfortable being uncomfortable living in a VUCA world. Bez, last, uh, last word is yours, my friend. Um, just real quick, I wanted to ask, um, are we able to, are, are these channels, like if we want to uh, make an event for tomorrow and share it and 
is it uh, something we can do or, you know, for No Agenda Friday? Or is that not a feature available for this these type of channels? I don't know. It's a good question. You can try and uh, I think maybe only I can create an event um, and uh, other than just showing up and starting the cafe. But okay. if you like, mm-hmm. you can also just text me throughout the day and uh, tell me what you want to do. You know, like, for example map out whichever days and I can go ahead and set up those events for you. Okay. All right. Is there anybody here that, so you're, you're gone next week too. Is that correct? I am. I'm going to, I'm going to just say goodbye to people that are listening in the podcast. Uh, and, uh, You may know you're listening to this show along the Marketing Podcast Network, but did you know there are other great shows on MPN to help your business? Christy Heiler hosts a fantastic podcast called Own It. Christy, tell us more about the show. Own It is all about celebrating women and non-binary advertising agency owners. We talk about buying out of the Boys Club of Advertising because less than 1% of ad agencies are owned by women. And where can people subscribe? You can find the podcast at untilyouownit.com. We're also on the Marketing Podcast Network at marketingpodcast.net. And of course, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You heard her. Go subscribe. This podcast is heard along the Marketing Podcast Network. For more great marketing podcasts, visit marketingpodcasts.net.